Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, hello. I'm Dr. Kim. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Dr. Jeannie, your other host. And today's show is Come to the Edge. And boy, are you guys going to come to the edge today. (laughs) Well, we're inviting you to come to the edge. (laughs) We are inviting you to. And uh, welcome to Barbara Howard from the Recipe Box, who is in our audience. And she is such a loyal listener and and, um, joins in prayer with us, which is really awesome and and, uh, powerful as today's show. We hope Mm -hmm. this is the message, truly the message today. And I think that everything that we have done together is going to be culminated, every show, in this one show. Yes, it may be. <laughs> it's it's it may be. heavy. Yeah, it is, and it is heavy, but it it's also, it for me, I think it's liberating. So, yes, it's definitely um, liberating as well. It, it, it's all about freedom. It's all about faith. So mm-hmm. uh, we hold that you guys will just hang on to your seats, and then we're going to get into the topic of today's show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally will be right back. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life. Keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. The Pet Doctor, on demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. 
Today's show is entitled Come to the Edge, and I want to tell you where we got the title for that show. A few months back, we had had, or I think it might have been at the very first of the year, we had Dr. Myrna Milani, who was just a guest on here recently, and she told us about this poem during the show she did with us, Talking Dogs, and uh, it goes like this. Come to the edge, he said, and they said, we are afraid. Come to the edge, he said. They came. He pushed them. And they flew. And I, I don't really know how to pronounce his first name. I think it's Giam. Yeah, um, forget it. I'm not going to massacre it. <laughs> but I know I won't is, either. Don't even ask. <laughs> but the last name is Apollinaire. And I understand it's pretty um, existential, um, pretty deep ph- philosophical type writing. Mm-hmm. And that's Dr. Myrna for sure. But the whole thing that prompted this was um, it, as I watched a video one night and um, it was an underground video that was showing animals at a major um, was it a, a slaughter, a slaughter uh, was it was a well yeah it was a it was a processing plant mm-hmm. and uh, what was interesting is okay these are dairy cows and dairy cows I don't know if people are aware maybe many more are now after this but dairy cows are greatly used and um, I don't like the unnatural way that they're used for their milk. And and then when they're they're no longer producing that, then they are sent to slaughter. So the the thing is that they should never be downed, meaning incapable of, you know, mobility on their own. Right. And so that's one of the laws um, surrounding, you know, the humane laws for animals supposedly. and any supposedly. But this underground tape showed. Quite the contrary, didn't it, Jeannie? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I watched this. Someone had sent me the link, and I watched it one night before I went to bed, and it haunted me through the night to the point that um, through the in the night, you know, and Jeannie and I are speaking from a Christian perspective, so we want to say that up front. I was woken up by the Holy Spirit in in as I had tried to go to sleep. I was falling asleep, and then this came to me in one fell swoop after watching this, how horrendous that we're doing these kind of things to animals right. and granted you know well a lot of people say well you know i'm um i'm not vegan or i'm not vegetarian so i you know i don't see what's wrong with eating animals and i will concur mm-hmm. um for me i think it is a healthy way to eat what's not healthy is subjecting animals to this kind of treatment right because everything that we eat everything that happens to them prior to us consuming them goes into us Exactly. All the and I know a lot of and pe- fear and pain well, fear, and yes. affected them. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people think, well, that's just a bunch of baloney. That's just a bunch of hooey. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, no, but you really, really need to look into, um, you know, even if you're going to look at it from a scientific viewpoint, it would make sense. You know, everything that we're going to share here today is just based on logic. Exactly. It's, it's not anything. And I think that because we live in this society that has been so Disney-oriented, we have gotten away from reality so much mm-hmm. that we think the games and the movies and everything that we look at is the reality. Right. You know, um, you know, and really, no, 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 no. Art's not even inter- I- um, imitating life anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think life no. is trying to imitate art, which is scary. That mm-hmm. is just frightening. Kim, I had sent this article that we're talking about today to Irina, who was mm-hmm. on our show with talking about snowball and, and she has about a dancing the snowball cockatoo. Right, right. And you know, she was very impressed with your article and she said that she's always believed that we as humans are so me, me, me oriented and mm-hmm. that the world revolves around us. And so she was really, really taken by, you know, your the whole message that that this article says and, and if you want I can read, you know, more of what she wrote since you haven't heard it yet. 
Um, but she talks a little bit about how we're like small children who when we get a, a new pet, it's like getting a new toy for Christmas. She says we play and play and play with it, and then we push it aside to sit in the corner and whine for, for the next new cool toy. She says many bird owners are children at Christmas who have purchased a bird on a whim because of their beauty, their ability to talk, their cuddliness, and any number of other reasons. But when the novelty wears off and the bird sits on his or her own, the bird does not understand why they've been forgotten. They view their favorite human as their mate, so why is their mate abandoning them? The bird's love is not changed for their human mate, but we don't see it, and those of us who, who do simply don't seem to care. The adorable bird that we once loved has become a burden because we can't go to a movie after work because the bird is looking at us sadly with longing eyes to be with us and part of the flock. So rather than find a way to make things work out, we don't want the guilt and we don't want to think about the hurt ah. that we're bringing to this creature, so we dismiss it and find it a new home. Okay, therein, li- therein, therein is, the, is the whole crux of everything, Jeannie. Mm-hmm. We don't want the guilt. And I'm tell you what, as we get into talking through this show a little bit about the shelter situation, that is the whole problem right there in a yes, nutshell. it is. It it's is. the guilt. It's the guilt. Yep. It's the guilt. And here is something that, um, you know, I had read part of Juliet DeBarclay Levy's um, book, uh, The Complete Herbal Handbook for Farm and Stable, getting back mm-hmm. to the downed animals, to these um, stable animals or uh, pro- animals that are, you know, up for slaughter, and she says here um, in her book she she states that the na- um, she teaches natural care of animals according to their species needs be- and shuns the treatment their treatment as, as machines forcing the unnatural on domestic animals, which brings them pain, fear, misery, and all of that can be avoided through their proper humane natural care. And right. a lot of people might say, well, it costs a lot of money to take our farming back to humane, you know, natural methods. And besides, we have way too many people to feed nowadays. Okay. First of all, there are more starving people in the world now than there have ever That's been. That's right. Okay. And these factory type situations certainly aren't for the benefit of the masses. It's mm-hmm. for one thing. Understand this, everybody. Everything happening with animals has everything to do with economics. Yes, it does. And even those who profess to be doing it for their protection has everything to do with economics. Mm-hmm. And what Juliet DeBarca-Levy is referring to is the fact that if we would go back to nature, they would thrive. We would need less to eat if we're eating natural animals right. that are raised humanely. And one person who has stepped out in faith and really done this in a big way is Will Harris of White Oak mm-hmm. Pastures. And you can find him at whiteoakpastures.com, and he will be coming on the show this month. And, but he has done that, and he right. says people have to be willing to, one, spend a little more to eat a little less. Okay, but you need less when you eat natural. <laughs> That's true. You do. <laughs> you know, and are we really doing these things for the greater good? No, because you know what? Look at Americans. We're obese yep. as a nation. We're obese as a nation for eating all the processed junk and foods. And if we'd go back to nature, first of all, you'd need less to eat, and you would, you know, the animals would be healthier, and we'd be healthier, and it's it's that whole thing. So mm-hmm. my whole feeling about all of this, Jeannie, is that whether they are our companions or you know used for food or entertainment or whatever, bottom line, they must be cared for kindly and humanely, Amen. and we must be grateful for that. Right grateful for that and it's why we teach natural health because you and i believe it to be the way god intended it to be originally exactly granted we're not going to be there until his return totally but you know we're not going to get back to that um original uh, you know where everybody 
nobody, no animals or humans ate each other. Right. <laughs> you know, we're not going to get back to that. But, you know, the, the point is, in this video, what got me so upset was the fact that no matter what, no animal deserved to be tortured. A downed animal being repeatedly electrocuted and lifted with a forklift and then shoved to the side, like so much collateral damage, right. Right. like so much, you know, just merchandise. Yeah. Well, the and way they're you still would. alive through all of this. You know, that's that's the. I mean, you could. Well, they're just an animal, don't you know? Well, exactly. But they don't. The these people who work with them don't seem to have any conception of that. No, they don't, they think they're a dumb animal. Dumb mm-hmm. means, by the way, that you can't speak. Right. Okay, but that does not have anything to do with intelligence. Exactly. They're living, breathing, thinking beings mm-hmm. who deserve our kind treatment. Right. You know, that, and that's not an option. I don't yeah. think that anything deserves that kind of treatment, no matter no. That, you know, if they're going to be used for human consumption or not isn't the point. The point is that they deserve to be well cared for. And I don't know how we've gotten to this. So, so complete and utter, absolute disregard for sanctity of life. Well, I think it goes back to, you know, what we've talked about earlier is greed and economics, you know. Greed and economics. Selfish me, 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 greed, more money, save money, you know. I want more and more and more and more. Right. We're never satisfied. Well, why, Jeannie? Because there's a void there. There's a void that's trying to be filled with what? You and I know that. Uh, We want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with God. It's it's all that can fill that void. And I was just going to say that God purposely left that hole in us so that we would seek Him to fill ourselves with that. Now, unfortunately, right. modern day thinking is is that God is all about me. Mm-hmm. It's really the God of self. We right. can even get to the crux of this. A lot of this animal focus by saying animals. Um, you can go. You can go and say, well, you know, we we don't think any animal should be eaten. What are you going to tell predator animals? <laughs> that they can't go and kill and eat their prey animals? And yep. you're going to tell the prey animals, don't be afraid of the predators anymore because you're safe now that we are protecting you. No, that's not going to happen until the earth made new. And, you know, the thing is that we're trying to do that to our domesticated animals who are still related yes. to their you know, wild cousins. That's we're trying right. to force our ideals, which is anthropomorphism at its worst. To me, it is trying to think that the only way an animal has dignity is to equate them to us... Why would we want to do that? Why, why would we think that would give them dignity? No dignity there. I, how? I mean, yeah. How? What makes us Utter think us we're arrogant. so special? Yeah. Exactly. Arrogant. It's just completely arrogant. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about predator and prey animals. Each of them knows their place. They know where they are in the, you know, in the in in the grand scheme of things. Yes. And. They deal with their roles in life, and the, the, here's the thing about that: a predator animal won't waste anything. Nothing in nature goes to waste. That's it's true. only us who waste anything. It's only us who want to consume everything, who want to own everything, who want to control everything. Mm, mm, and so that is true. Totally, and, and what is that based on, Jeannie? That is based on fear. Fear. Yep. And fear is the opposite, folks, of love. Of love. Not hate. Hate is not the opposite of love. No. It is It fear. is fear. It's all fear-based. And, and nothing that is fear-based can, can be about anything but yourself. 
<laughs> you know, because you're focused on yourself. Yeah, you're um, afraid you know. that you won't, you know, you won't have enough money to keep up with the Joneses. You know, I mean, it, everything's about fear, and and we can't be that way. Here's the thing, okay, that we could actually have abundance. We could actually have abundance if we would just focus on 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 the natural way of doing things, and we do that through observation of nature. Mm-hmm. Not that we can't control nature. Why do we think that we have to? Every time we try to control nature, look what happens. We turn it oh, into yeah. a parking lot. Do you remember that song, Jeannie, from back mm-hmm. in the 70s? I do. When, that reminded me as soon as you said that. <laughs> don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? They yep. paid paradise and put up a parking lot. Yep. <laughs> you remember that? I sure do. And, and that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we take away from the natural order of things. And and then again, it doesn't create abundance. It creates abundance for whoever's well, for at the somebody. head, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, or at the government head at this mm-hmm. point, you know. And so, bottom line, and that's not where we wanted to digress to. But the, the point is that when we do care for animals unnaturally, we in turn create things like new diseases. Ever heard of oh, yeah. cow disease? Mm-hmm. Well, guess where that came from? Jeannie, I think you can elaborate <laughs> on that. I think you know about that. Well, yeah, I don't know about elaborate on it, but I mean, you know, it, 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 all these, I think just about every disease there is out there is, is pretty much man-made and due to our straying away from, from God's you know, laws of health, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, for for cows, that came about because what we do is we take rendered dead cows, cows. and other things mm-hmm. and put it into their feed. Ew! Yeah, like a cow is a cow is supposed to eat flesh. No, it is an herbivore. It can it Ugh. thrives on on um on uh you know grass and Grasses, and um yeah. and herbs and and of course any you know green things, green mm-hmm. green, green growing things. They now, weren't designed to eat meat, no matter neither, how processed down it was. Well, and neither were dogs and cats designed to live, subsist on a vegan diet. And you know what? That's I got right. an article coming on that soon. Oh, good deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, the, and, and a lot of people saying, but mine is doing just fine. According to whose? According to what? Uh, you know, based on what? Right. Well, you know, I mean, according. It, according not to even your designed, philosophy. Yeah. Or? Yeah, that's what it is, according to their human philosophy. Well, it works well, here's for me. One. Exactly. Here's the thing, folks, and I'm going to take a quote from the article. It says, to open your heart means risking it all to experience great joy and profound sorrow. Mm-hmm. And that is by Tom Matthews. Again, that is something that you have to think about. Uh, you know, and while this, in, I hope people will read the article, Jeannie, because I really feel, I mean, I'm not, you know, it was like our guest said yesterday, I'm not that smart. I'm not that, <laughs> you know, together that I could write this. This definitely was of the Lord. And mm-hmm. I hope that you will read it with that in mind because we are holding, in the article, God holds us all to account. Not me calling you names or not us saying, you don't think the way we think, therefore you are wrong. In fact, it says we all think that way. That's right. We, <laughs> we all, all have our own our way of thinking and mm-hmm. so we think if you don't do things the way I think if you don't eat the way I think if you don't love animals the way I do if you don't look at them as being you know from my perspective then you're wrong right. and the bottom line is we've all used them for our agendas mm-hmm. we all have we're and all guilty 
and this is where we are right now with it, you know. Here's something that really we do talk about on our show, and yet it kind of goes to the whole um, big picture. We say, and, and we say that... Um, we want to stop animal suffering. And I'll tell you right now, I'd love to see the end of suffering and mm-hmm. to animals and humans alike. I'd love to see the end. I'd like to see the planet quit suffering so much from our abuse, um, you know, toward the natural resources and, mm-hmm. and all of the things that we're doing for our own greed, economics, once again. But here's something that doesn't make sense to me. We're going to forego health of animals in order to stop suffering. That's an oxymoron. That sure is. Sense. I ever heard one. Okay, we, we're, we're forcing baby animals. Okay, I've heard oh, yeah. babies, baby animals as young as eight weeks old mm-hmm. being subjected to a spay or a neuter in right. order for them to be adopted out. Now, here's thinking on that. The thinking is that we don't want, and this is what shelter workers have told me, well, we would rather see them suffer with their health than to suffer and be, and be killed. Okay, the point is that they're going to be killed eventually because that you didn't do the right thing to begin with. That's right. Okay, and what what I mean by that is not me judging you, but the system is flawed there, and and the thinking is that okay, understand that when our go- our gonads aren't just for reproduction, this is where we've totally lost touch with nature. Right, gonads are not purely for reproduction; they are for structural growth. When the hormones they are, are needed, needed in all the hormones parts are needed. of the body. They are needed in every part of the body. Mm-hmm. I just got done studying some anatomy and physiology for the human health, so I know uh-huh. how those things are it's working. Incredible. In, it's incredible. And, and here's the thing, Jeannie. When we remove their gonads so young, what's going to happen then is that you're going to have structural problems. Growth plates mm-hmm. don't close without those hormones. That's right. And behavioral okay, the, problems. And behavioral problems because the animal wasn't allowed to develop fully into an adult animal. Right. They're stunted in their babiness. And if you're doing that at eight weeks just so that you can adopt them out, isn't there a better way of doing that? Yeah, just isn't there a better way to do that? Like the no-kill movement says, offer to fund these people's yeah. spay neuter. Yeah. You know, that does work. Mm-hmm. And do it at an age where the animal's mature enough, at least, at least older, like six months or right. older. I mean, right. I prefer, you know, for a giant breed, it needs to be at least a year. Exactly. Well, I don't know should, for all breeds, there. should be after the first heat cycle in a, in a female and, you know, around the same age span that it would be in a male, which would probably be, you know, six months to a year. Okay, and here's the, here's, the, the here, here's, here's the argument that comes back at us on that, and that is, yes, but then people aren't responsible. Again, so we are punishing animals because yeah. of human irresponsibility. Mm-hmm. These animals do suffer with their health. Do you know how many? Okay, so the shelter workers are so tired of euthanizing animals, you know, and killing them. I can understand yeah, that. Sure. But at the same time, they're going to send them out into the world, and those animals are going to die and be killed age one year, two years, three years from horrible health problems and behavioral yeah. problems. Or ending up back in the shelter, you know, and nobody Again. wanting them and being euthanized anyway. Exactly. So, again, it's a really vicious cycle. Okay. Um, another thing that we do is, is we up those shelter numbers. We up the numbers because we are importing animals from all over the country, all yes, from are. other countries. In fact, a whole bunch of animals just got imported from Iraq, and guess what? They were sick. <laughs> and now those animals, they're, 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 the authorities are afraid that it's going to infect populations here. Right. Okay. Now... We're talking about with rabies, folks. There has been no canine rabies in this country for many years. Mm-hmm. Jeannie and I even question the existence of rabies, so <laughs> but we're not we going there into today. That. 
But the point is that we brought them in because why? As you heard Dr. Myrna say on a previous show, because we've been so effective, get this folks, so effective with the spay-neuter laws that there aren't any puppies and kittens up in northern United States. Right. In the northeastern United States. They're shipping them up from down south. Right. No, there's nothing up there. There's no babies. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they're shipping them from all these other places. And, again, here's the thing. Most, I think upwards of 80% of animals are already spayed and neutered that go into yeah. pet homes. Yeah. Okay, so what what do we stand, here's my question, and I have a lot of questions, and I'm not going to answer them. Who stands to gain by enforcing draconian laws that punish right. responsible people already and that these animals are, why are we forcing, why are we mandating laws for spay and neuter when animals are already spay and neutered. <laughs> and then we turn around and say it's the breeders' fault. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, good, reputable breeders, you're not going to find their animals there because they have a clause in their contracts that take those animal, any animal back that the buyer doesn't want. That's right. For whatever reason, they will take yep. pretty much take these puppies back. Yep. Second of all, they breed good animals. They socialize them. They don't sell them to the animals that have already been thoroughly, properly trained by their mommies. You know, they're older, 10 weeks, sometimes older. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thirdly, even if they do end up in shelters, the rescue groups are on the spot to pick them up, you the breed rescues, it. and take them out of there. So mm-hmm. very rarely will you see them in there. So what are you seeing in there? Mixed breeds. Okay, mixed or or purebreds that, that maybe came from a puppy mill, a non-reputable mill. breed. Now, here's the thing people may not understand. Those, the laws that are going around the country right now do not, those, those big commercial breeding operations are not, they, they don't fall within the parameters of the new exactly, law. Exactly, they don't. Only they're, 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 they're by the USDA. So yeah. here's the thing is you're not going to stop that. So who stands to gain by only, by, who stands to gain by all this? Okay, what if, and here's the thing that, that trips me out, Jeannie, right after these laws, these, these mandatory laws go into play, guess what? They're building million-dollar facilities, shelters, yeah, government how shelters. Yeah, much does that make? Okay, if, if we're taking down the population through these laws, then why are we building bigger shelters, big multi-million-dollar facilities? What if, what if the only place you will eventually ever be able to get a pet is from a pepamil type facility like this? Exactly. And what if what people never... And here's the funny part. Some groups out there are playing right into the hands of this agenda. Mm-hmm. Because their whole focus is they think animals are enslaved, therefore they want to remove them from within the presence of all of us. Any animal right. that we live with, play with, work with, who um, we entertain with, every, all of these animals that are, are part of our life, they, they think that's enslavement. And I seriously think my dog would not think <laughs> of him. I, I, okay, I groom him, I bathe him, mm-hmm. I clean his ears, I clip his toenails, I brush him, I feed him, and he's just feed, fed a species-appropriate diet. He's, he's, we, we get up at this insane hour. We're to the park <laughs> by 4.30 in the morning so he can cavort with his park friends right. that are there only at that time. Mm-hmm. So who's the slave? <laughs> I think he's a lot happier there than if if someone were to uh, turn him out into the wild, which, you know, they're talking about doing in some states with shelter dogs. They actually are, they're saying we can't afford the shelters anymore, therefore we're just going to turn them loose into the wild. They'll be fine then. Okay, any animal raised in domesticity has no clue about how to defend themselves. Trust me, wild animals, you know what the animals are saying? Wild animals are going, woo-wee, 
Pogie bait. Okay. Yeah. Lunch. Lunch. Dinner. Mm-hmm. A feast. Those animals are going to die the way yeah. any wild animal dies. That's right. And so it's going it's a horrible harsh way. It's everybody washing their hands. It reminds me of Pontius Pilate when he washed mm-hmm. his hands of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm sure that that man never had a moment peace after that. Yeah. And here's the thing. These laws don't ever mandate responsibility. No. And are we saying that animals aren't suffering? You've got to be kidding me. Animals are suffering horribly in this Big world. Time. Yep. People are suffering horribly in this world. All over the world, there's starvation, there's abuse, there's torture, there is human trafficking, there is animal trafficking. We're not denying the existence of that. But the, these laws do not, the law just does one thing, make you aware of wrongdoing. But it yeah. does not make people do the, it does not make people all of a sudden become responsible and do the right thing. The people that are doing those are already doing those. The key is education. Helping, Amen. teaching children. The responsibility, when you bring a life into your home, I don't care if it's a plant or if it's an animal, you brought it home, take care of it mm-hmm. for their life. That's right. And, and that, that's not optional, and that's not something we're teaching our children. We're teaching them, throw it away when you're done with it. Yeah. When you're bored with it. And mm-hmm. boredom is happening very rapidly. I understand that the attention, um, there's such a huge attention deficit now because we have overstimulated our children with every electronic gadget and toy there is. Doesn't so we're not, we're not teaching them, you know, a puppy, I mean, I have to feed it again? Yeah. I have to play with it again? You have to take it out to go potty I, again? Again. <laughs> okay, so again, I'd like to question who is going to benefit from all of this type of thinking? And... Again, really, really think about it. Here's something that's really cool. The trap, neuter, release programs for the feral populations, mm-hmm. which primarily are what shelter numbers cre- um, consist of, mm-hmm. those programs are working wonderful. Very well, yes. At reducing feral populations. And the same thing, there are a lot of stray do- dogs as well, and it does the same thing. Again, mm-hmm. these, you know, these are animals that are just being turned out. And released. As soon as these laws go into effect, guess what happens? Animals get turned out by the thousands and the shelters are flooded. So it's doing just the opposite of what, they, in, what they're telling the public it mm-hmm. does. But the no-kill shelters are doing wonderful work and a great place to go is to nokilladvocacycenter.org and find out how they are addressing the problem in, in a logical way. Um, the problem any of the is problems. not overpopulation. And, and, and it is not. It is a myth. No matter now, what here's, they tell you. Right. Now here's something for everybody to please note. All dogs are mixed breed dogs. Yes, indeedy. All purebred dogs Jeannie came by what? Mixing other breeds together until a breed bred true which means that until puppies, all, each time that the puppies were born, they all looked the same over and over and over again, and then right. a standard is put in place for that animal to, you know, to, for, for the breed to meet right. once it's determined it's a breed. So, again, now mixed breed dogs are just a conglomeration of pure, purebred dogs. So this mixed breed, purebred thing is not even, it's moot in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a moot point. Um, so, again, we want everybody just to be thinking, you know, who created this, this thought about backyard breeding and, and breeders being the problem? Okay, first of all, anyone who's doing it not in compliance with, you know, good breeding standards and so forth aren't going to anyway. They're already, they, they never have been, That's you know, right. they've always been under the wire and they're not going to do things according to the laws anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to address that problem 
And yeah. when you're creating um, citizen police units knocking mm-hmm. on your doors who want to inspect your animals and see how many you have, and this is anti-liberty. This is anti-America. Yeah, what does that this sound is, like? <laughs> doesn't it doesn't sound like America, like Nazi, does it? No, Nazi Germany went That's through this. That's right, and exactly. And so it's very, again, it's very fear-based and dictatorial. And mm-hmm. Marie Curie said, nothing is to be feared in life, only understood. Yeah. So here's the I thing we really that. want. Think about this. Whenever, when prohibition was in place, did it solve the problem of alcoholism? No, maybe You've got to be kidding me. It fueled the sales like you wouldn't believe, and it That's also right. created like this major coup for the criminal element. So, again, and what I don't understand is why aren't legislators listening to all the facts before making their decisions? <laughs> look into your legislators' backgrounds mm-hmm. and look at who they're associated with, and you might discover the answer really readily there. Right. What's in it for them to make this decision? Everybody has an agenda to promote their agenda. That's right. <laughs> and they're thinking. And their way of their 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 way or the highway. Everybody it's my way or the highway and if you mm-hmm. don't agree, well we'll find a way around that. We ban breeds based upon dog mauling. And yet more people are killed in our car accidents in one day than a dog right. mauling in several years. Exactly. Do I think it's either is a good way to go? I don't, Jeannie. I think it's pretty horrible. But, you know, I've also heard that, that things that they'll say, a pit bull did it. A pit bull did it when it was a Labrador retriever. So right. the, the, the reporter will change the breed of the dog so that mm-hmm. they can hit, hit the news wires. Of course. Okay. So, again, understanding the nature of a dog is a good way to... Um, learn that you know when you have a dog tied up in the backyard and you let your toddler walk out there with a dog that's been chained and not socialized and never had any kind of you know normal dog life, probably even not treated right. What do you think is going to happen if that child starts to tease the dog while he's eating in his territory? It's not going to be good cool. chance that that's going to you know the baby can be mauled. And I don't blame that dog. No, it's not I blame the dog's the, fault. and I don't blame the child. No, no. <laughs> And the parents think, should be should be punished. <laughs> not yeah. the child, not the the not humans the dog. that should be held, uh, the, the adults that should be held accountable. Again, exactly. if we would learn the nature of an animal before we bring them home, we could eliminate a lot of this. But uh-huh. really, what's happening is that the animals are once again being punished for our irresponsibility and our lack lack of knowledge about animals, right. and certainly our lack of knowledge about economics as regards animals. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've heard people tell me, I'll go get a puppy out of a pet pet store just to save its life. And I say, well, do you realize that then there will be another one to take its place? Because if you continue to to support that, well, what is that, Jeannie, supply and demand? That's marketing marketing and economics 101. Very basic, yep. As long as you continue to do that, there will be another puppy to take its place. We have to quit buying from those stores and from those, um, you know, ads that are jumping up everywhere. You know, another thing that people are doing are going to the auctions that the puppy mills themselves have, selling the old breeder dogs. But why are they to save the animals? But yeah, but they're putting money right back into these people's pockets so they can buy fresh young dogs to to do the same thing with. You know, well, it, Barbara, it, Barbara Howard says she she agrees and disagrees. Of course you do, because everybody has their own thoughts about how <laughs> things go, Barbara. I mean, everybody thinks they know what the answers are, and none yeah. of us none of us really do. You know, yeah. the only answer the only answer is okay. Here's my whole thinking on all of this. We're all wrong. We're all right. We all have our ideals, but based upon our here's the problem with the whole mess. It's our own beliefs and convictions about things. Mm-hmm. It's our own beliefs and convictions about things that's the problem in the first place. What if, and I'm saying this again from a Christian perspective, if people were saved, 
they'd look at it from God's perspective, and we would we would right. And then the problem solved. Exactly. As long as we're in this fallen earth, we're going to have people who disagree. Right. And we're going to have people, you know, with and, and they're not going to see all sides of the fence are wrong and all sides of the fence are right. Gee. <laughs> okay. Gee, is it that novel? Here's yeah. something that I'd like to share based on what Barbara just said. And it's from um, the God Thoughts um, uh, newsletter. God Thoughts Wired, yeah. Yeah, and God Thoughts Wired. And he says, to reject the truth is to reject the one thing that can make you free. The only way to be unified with someone who rejects the truth is to compromise the truth yourself. Right. However, when you compromise the truth for the sake of unity, you are withholding the one thing that can bring freedom to the individual with whom you are seeking unity. What a horrible trade-off. I want to be your friend. I want you to like me so I won't talk about the truth, thus leaving you in bondage. But at least we're unified. Right. So we're all in bondage. You know, that's yeah. not the way Jesus did things. And, yeah. and, and here's what he did. He preached unity. He preached truth. And those who received his truth were naturally unified. So to right. withhold the truth is to withhold the means to the freedom that people so desperately need. And then again, when, when they are free, animals are then free. And as a Christian, your disagreement with, isn't with me, Barbara. It's with the Lord in this case because he's the one who wrote this article. So um, <laughs> um, they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. That's Second Timothy four four. Again, you know we're looking at everything from our perspective and not from from the perspective of uh, you know we want to see things done a certain way because that's what we feel. Maybe we've had been hurt in our life. Maybe we've had seen horrendous things in our lives, mm-hmm. and maybe we don't have any love in our lives ourselves. But we know animals will love us, and we know that they'll love us, and they don't care what color we are, what race we are, what, what, what our religion is, what our outlook is. They'll just love you. Yep. If you're good to them, they'll love you. And you know what? They do suffer in silence, even when they're mm-hmm. abused. They deal with it. And you know what? Some of them break mentally. Some of yeah. them are just never right after they've been abused so thoroughly. That's true. So, how, so the thing to re- keep in mind always is that economics, economics and protection overlap. And, and those are two opposite sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we do things, here's some of the things to think on as we close um, at the end of the show here. Okay. We say to protect them, we have to vaccinate them mm-hmm. with toxins that harm <laughs> their long-term health. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those same toxins are created by the people who perform viv- vivisection, by the way, in, is re- because they're scientists. Right. That's disregard for, human, for animal life. Mm-hmm. I can't even fathom it. I don't even want to think about that. Okay. Yeah. But then we also turn around and feed unnatural diets, Jeannie. Oh, yeah. That create ill health instead of feeding them a natural diet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we turn around and we defend that unnatural diet. Exactly. The very same people who will defend that diet are the same people who are against animal testing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What sense does it, there's that no, make? Okay, there's no logic, and that's what I'm no. saying. None of us are, are looking at things from a logical perspective. We're right. looking at it from an emotional, anthropomorphic perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay? So totally. we could eliminate, um, and then we create more chemicals. I mean, I, I you, know, oh, yeah. just, you, you know, we just bought a house, and we're looking at these under the sink, and I saw uh-huh. 15 gazillion things in there that for cleaning, and I thought, oh, my God. You know? Well, and again, so natural be- cleaners in nature that, you know, are, are good for us let alone not harmful. Here's the thing. It's, it's really ignorance because yeah. we, uh, a lot of people just are sometimes willfully ignorant, but this is ignorance. Yes. Um, 
you know, and if I don't know about it, then I don't have to change it. If I do know about it, I can defend it so I don't have to change it. Mm-hmm. Okay? We fight for laws to protect animals from the trade of their fur, of their bodies, yep. and yet people are demanding fur coats. Okay? Yep. And Nothing they're demanding is- puppies. And they're demanding puppies. Okay? So, we and again, we force the mutilation of pristine baby bodies. Yep. Saying it's for their protection from unwanted offspring because we are negligent. Exactly. Okay, we there, there's so many things that uh, really here's the here's the answer. I don't have the answers, folks. I wished I did. The answer for me is Jesus Christ. That's mm-hmm. the answer for me, and I, I I don't have the answers to all of this. Am I wrong? I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm right. I'm wrong. You know, we're all you know all of us are. Exactly. Um, the, the the point that I'm trying that Jeannie and I wanted to make here was that we err in not caring for animals the way God asked us to. Right. <laughs> Yes. And I think therein is the crime. And we also err when we want to treat animals as though they were human. A human baby, right. And make them, that the only way to elevate them is to treat them equally to us. Mm-hmm. I say, and, each, and, and I love this quote, and I'm going to share this quote with you from the article. It's by Henry Beston the, mm-hmm. from the Outermost House from 1929. This is great. We need another and a wiser and perhaps more mystical concept of animals. Remote from universal nature and living by complicated artifice, man in civilization surveys the creature through the glass of his knowledge and sees, therefore, a feather magnified in the whole image in distortion. We patronize them for their incompleteness, for their tragic fate of having taken a form so far below ourselves, and therein we err, we greatly err. For the animal shall not be measured by the man. In a world older and more complete than ours, they move finished and more complete, gifted with extensions of the senses, and have we have lost or never attained, living by voices we shall never hear. They are not brethren. They are not underlings. They are other nations caught with ourselves in the net of life and time, fellow prisoners of the splendor and travail of the earth. Amen. (laughs) You know, so here's my answer. My answer is that I don't have the answers. My answer is that we, if we, what we need to be the change we perceive to see in the world. Mahatma Gandhi said that. Yeah. Be the change, rather than trying to force everybody to agree with us, or force everybody to see things our way, or force draconian laws on people that don't protect animals. They just force an agenda. Mm-hmm. Let's instead be that change. Be change. Walk be our walk. People. Yes. Yeah. Walk our talk is really what what I'm mm-hmm. saying, and not force. Not force others. John Powell said the only real mistake is the one from which we learn nothing. So, again, are animals going to continue to die and suffer? Yes, so will humans. It yep. is the nature of a fallen world. I desire, personally, to see the respect of animals mm-hmm. and to see them humanely cared for according to their natural needs. And I yep. desire to see education in the care of animal care in their nature. And I... That's we'll walk answer. each day hoping I get a little bit better in the understanding of that and not in judgment of other people right. and their perspective of things. You know, from the Bible in Hosea 4.6, it says, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So education is part of the answer. Definitely. And understanding the nature of animals and embracing the human-animal bond is another right. aspect of that. It's a, it's a trinity. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that anything that is by force is fear-based, and it's the opposite of love. So, here are and some things. I was going to say, why don't you share with everyone the thing, a few things that, that having animals in your life have taught you? 
Well, the live and people in the live audience, if you if you miss out on the ending because we're going to go a little over here, I would invite you to um, listen to it in the archive. But I would like to also say first what Dr. Myrna Milani said is goes to the fear base. The more out of control we are ourselves, the more we feel the need to control others. From a Machiavellian mindset, we would rather all be loved than feared. But because love and fear cannot coexist, they are mutually exclusive. We choose fear. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here's what I think about fear. It binds us, it tethers us, it locks us away. Yes. And it yes. diminishes us, it shrivels us. It's like a dungeon. Mm-hmm. So when we try to control others. So what sets us free is love. Love sets us free. Mm-hmm. And animals are love to me. I mean, they are. Yeah, they kill in the wild. They are. They kill in the wild, but you know what? They live their lives practically according to their nature. They are what they are. One is prey, one is predator, and they live accordingly. There is a circle of life. Anybody ever saw The Lion King would know that. <laughs> you know, so, and, that, and it is, I think it's a great movie. I love mm-hmm. that movie. Even though it, was, you know, it showed animals in an anthropomorphic way, I still think it was a beautiful movie. The message movie. was, yes. Here's what I've learned from animals. Leadership is not dominance. True leaders serve. Horses taught me that. Forgiveness and meekness is true power and strength. Dogs taught me that. Healing can be as simple as a purr. Oh, the healing power of a purr. Cats have taught me that. Dancing and singing with other abandoned and joy. <laughs> Dang, snowball, the cockatoo taught me that. <laughs> and flight only comes after adversity, folks. Moths and butterflies have taught me that. And love is true freedom. Animals taught me that. Pride and arrogance comes before a fall. Humans taught me that. If we want to see the end of suffering, animals and humans alike, and their care improved and respect elevated, then let's look at the person in the mirror and hold that person accountable and be the change. And be the change. Will you guys come to the edge with us? Will you not be afraid? Will you fly? In the spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a tail wagging, hoof stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal talking day. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally. Naturally.